Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. So I know that we haven't been, uh, we haven't been very active, but we will be doing some a couple times a week. I know that since Olivia and I, Live Legend, have started up our games again and our practices, everything's super busy. So we're still tuning in with you guys. Don't worry, we didn't forget about you. So I know that currently in the sports world today, since it is Thursday, there is Thursday night football. And I know that we also have two WNBA games, the semifinals games, which are super exciting. We also have the PGA golf tournament going on right now. And as I speak, there's a person that shot a 65 yesterday. So he's seven under off of one day. It's pretty crazy. And you know what? I'm going to start it off differently today. I'm going to start it off with the NBA. So I know that yesterday a couple people were shocked because that includes myself of the Boston Miami game. So the Heat won 112 to 109. And right now Miami leads 3 to 1. So if they win any of the next what is it like four <laughs> If they win any of the next three games, then the Celtics are gone. So that's a lot of pressure on the Celtics. You know, I do think that they will win this next game coming up, which will be, I'm pretty sure, on Friday. Yeah, um, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be really tough for the Celtics. And I was expecting them to advance. I mean... I think Pop said that the Celtics would win in six. I said that they would win in seven. Um, so technically, I still have a chance. I mean, it's a very small chance, but still. Um, but the Heat, they've been performing in this last game. Uh, Tyler Hero went for, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, 37 points. So that was pretty incredible. Um, I saw a stat saying like he's the only player uh, in the Eastern Conference fin- uh, Finals, born in like the 2000s, that's playing right now. So that's pretty unbelievable. So congrats to him. That was super awesome. And moving on to the game today, we have the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. So right now, the Lakers lead the series 2-1. to one, And the Nuggets have just won the last game, 114-106. to 106. Um, I know at one point the Nuggets had him up by like 20 and the Lakers started to make a comeback. I'm like, "Uh oh, I mean, let's go Lakers, bring it back. But then the Nuggets ended up pulling ahead and winning that game. So I feel like this will be, I feel like the Nuggets will win another game. I still think that the Lakers will win this series. Um, but I still think Nuggets will win another game. I think it's in six. Uh, so again, Lakers lead two to one. That game's at six o'clock tonight on TNT. My favorite. We got inside the NBA afterwards with uh, Shaq, Kenny, Charles, Ernie. I mean, those guys are so much fun to watch, uh, watch and listen to. They're hilarious. Um, so that's my take on the NBA today. Pops might join us in a little bit if he can. Just letting y'all know. Um, so let's move on to the WNBA today. So I am like stoked for this because there are, I don't know, these games are just going to be super exciting. Um, so I'll start it off with this game. 
First off, we have the Seattle Storm versus the Minnesota Lynx. So the Storm won the first game 88-86, to and so they lead the series 1-0. to Alicia Clark got that rebound in the putback, and oh man, that was such a good offensive rebound. I mean, I was actually super surprised that Minnesota didn't get it, because at the time, Minnesota was the taller team in the game. So, I mean, I don't know, that was a heck of a rebound. I know that in this last game, Brianna Stewart was one of the top performers at 21 points and 10 rebounds. And then you had Nafisa Collier at 25 points and 9 rebounds. And she had like 5 blocks too, I'm pretty sure. So she played a heck of a game, as well as Jewel Lloyd with 25 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. So I feel like Jewel Lloyd is pretty consistent getting to those numbers. She's always at like 25 uh, or 25 and like 3. So in that case, she's 9,700. I will be taking her today in DraftKings because I feel like she's always, I feel like she's pretty consistent. Um, and then one thing to remember that in these playoffs game, playoff games, it's really hard to take anybody from the bench. These coaches are like, I don't want to say they're overplaying, but they're mostly playing their starters. Um, there's only like one point in time where there's like no starters in, and that's maybe only for like one minute. Um, so I realized that like, let's see, who was it for? For the Storm, somebody like Jordan Canada, who usually gets about 20 minutes, 25 minutes a game for the Storm, she only got like 10 minutes. So in that case, I'm, I stay away from the bench in both of these games that I'm talking about. Um, from the Storm, Brianna Stewart is 11,800, the second most in DraftKings today. I think that that's I think that's a lot. Um, I'll be staying away from that. If you guys want to go on it, go ahead. But I'm staying away from it. Alicia Clark, she's eight thousand one hundred. As I mentioned, she hit the game winner. She is going to be over owned today. In the last game, she did have twelve point six rebounds and three assists, but. Um, because she hit the game winner and it's going to be known, she'll be, she'll be, in my opinion, she'll be like 46% owned. So I'll stay away from that as well. Going on to the Lynx, because I talked a ton on the Storm, I am a big fan of Damaris Dauntis today. She's 9,200. In the last game, she did have 11 points and 8 boards, which is pretty good going against the Storm. But, and she hit that, um... I think it was the three to tie the game. So that was impressive, too, from a big. Um, in my opinion, that could be a little bit more of a confidence booster for her. And as Pop said, it's kind of like the Kyle Kuzma situation. Ever since he ha hit that three-pointer, he's been on fire. I feel like that could be a situation for Demir Stontis as well. So, again, I'll be taking her. She's 9,200. Um, in this last game, Crystal Dangerfield... She only had four points and six assists. So for her, the rookie of the year, she was playing really well. I think that because she's such a young player, I know that with playing with UConn, she's been under pressure multiple times, but nothing like in the WNBA, right? Um, so I feel like she's 8,300. I feel like she'll step it up a little bit more today. 
Um, but I don't really think she gets over like 12 points and four assists. So I feel like, yeah. Hi, Pops. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? What game are you talking about? I'm talking about the Storm and Lynx game. I was just speaking on Dangerfield on how she only had like four points and six assists this last game. Yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the playoffs. That's exactly what I was saying. I know that she's been under pressure with UConn a couple times, but nothing like in the WNBA fighting for that champion, like fighting for the championship. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, UConn is definitely as good as it gets, but it's definitely a different stage um, altogether. Plus, she's playing against a team that has such veteran leadership and is known for their defense, so that is a tough matchup for her. Um, and I don't know how much Odyssey Sims is helping nurture her or explain to her what playoff basketball is like, but either way, she's definitely getting a crash course in it, and it will only serve her better in the future. The question is, is the future quick enough to make a difference in this series this year? Exactly. Speaking of Odyssey Sims, she's 7,800 in DraftKings today. And in this last game, she did have 19 points and 5 assists. I have a feeling she played pretty well, but I have a feeling it's not really going to be the case today. Um, I feel like when it comes to the guards going against the Seattle Storm, when they play well one game, the next time they play against the Storm, they don't play as well. Um, and I see, that seems like a consistent pattern going against them. And that plays a big factor in Alicia Clark's defense as well as Jewel Lloyd. Um, so I don't think that she'll be as efficient as she was in this last game. Um, speaking on which, real fast, Sylvia Fowles is questionable. Um, she's 7,400. If she does play, that's going to be very interesting because that's going to take time from the player who I said I'd be taking today, Demiris Dantas, and even somebody like Bridget Carlton. Um, she's like a small forward power forward. And speaking of Carlton, she's 6,100 in DraftKings today. I feel like she can be one of my lower sleepers. She did have 14 points, three boards, and four assists in this last game. Um, I feel like she, I don't know. I feel like she's like an unknown type of player. Yeah, I agree. I don't know too much about her. But I know that outside of Odyssey Sims, who had a plus nine um, for the Lynx, the only other players that had a plus uh, with regards to their minutes was Nafisa Collier. And then, as you're mentioning, Carlton with plus sevens. Everyone else on the team had a, a negative plus minus. So, um, and, and this is after she played 34 minutes. She was efficient, too. You know, she took eight, eight shots. Seven of those were three-pointers, knocked down four of them. Uh, and then, in addition to that, she also had four assists. But what, what the Lynx are going to like most, no turnovers. So mm -hmm. she only helps them. She certainly doesn't hurt them, and it's, it's reflected in her plus minus. And in that case, that's why I would be taking her today. Pops, I also mentioned how it's tough in the playoffs to take players that come off the bench because uh, people are mainly playing their starters, which is tough because you think of somebody like Jordan Canada on the Seattle Storm. She, she usually gets around 22 minutes a game. In this last game, she only got like 10 or 11 minutes. Uh, I showed so. she got 16 minutes, actually. 16? Oh. Uh, but either way, she didn't do much. Uh, she took a total of five, att uh, five attempts from the field. So I do hear you. She's definitely used to minutes in the 20s. Um, 
So, yeah, definitely. In the playoffs, especially when the matchups are really pretty close, um, and as you advance further into the playoffs, the, the they call them the rotations get shorter and shorter and shorter, so less, less minutes. Um, you know, there was only two players on either team that got more than 11 minutes, uh, Rachel Banham and Jordan Canada. Okay. Well, Rachel Banham is 5,600 today. Um, I feel like this could be a shooting game for her. I feel like she could get a couple looks. I'm not sure if she'll get to the 20 points, but I do know that she'll get a couple looks today. Okay. Um, who do you got? I'm going to go with the Minnesota Lynx, because every time they lose a the game, they're almost always fighting back to, to win that game. That is their MO, um, so I can totally see why you get there. My only concern is I feel like the Lynx let one slip by in game in game one. Yeah. I feel like they were they they were able to steal that game, and I just feel like going into today's game. I'm not saying Seattle overlooked them, but if you take into account what Seattle was dealing with, so with the false positives as it relates to COVID, um, I think it's fair to say that they might not have been 100% focused on the game for for every single minute, um, and it was a really close game, even though they were a fairly large favorite. I just feel like maybe that might have been the Lynx's best shot, honestly. I know Dangerfield's going to play better, um, but I don't know. I actually like the Storm in game two. I will say, because uh, I know you don't know these types of things, Seattle <laughs> opened up as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I was a little surprised by that. I thought it would be a little bit less, and in fact, it's now gone up to plus eight. Um, the total, 163, it's sitting at 163-and-a-half. An eight-point favorite, I think that's kind of a lot, considering how close Minnesota played them. So I think that's a little bit telling. Um, I... I like the Storm to win this game. Uh, I'm staying completely away from this side. Okay, well, I can understand your opinion, Pops. Hey, thanks, Tati. <laughs> so, we'll move on to the next game of the day. We have the Las Vegas Aces versus the Connecticut Sun. Right now, the series is tied 1-1. One one. Um, in Game 1, Connecticut won 87-62. One one. And in Game 2, Las Vegas pulled it ahead and won 83-75. So when they when these two teams win, it seems like it's, I don't want to call it a blowout, but it's like eight points or more. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of weird because in the playoffs, usually it's closer when you win, unless you're like going against the Chicago Sky. <laughs> that was tough. Uh, so I'm going to speak on Connecticut first. So... First off, Alyssa Thomas is questionable today. At first, she was doubtful and wasn't going to play because in the in the second game, I feel like the reason why, a big reason why Las Vegas did win is because Alyssa Thomas only played, I'm not sure the exact amount, but I'm pretty sure it was only like 10 minutes or 5 minutes, somewhere in there. Um, she's She was hurt with a back injury, and those usually take a while to recover. Um, I feel like even if she does play, she could be on a minutes restriction, which could open up some time even for like their rookie Beatrice Montpremier at 5,200. Um, but I feel like it's going to be tough because she's a pretty fast player and she runs up, up and down the floor and she does a ton for Connecticut. And like I said, even if she does play, I feel like it's going to be really tough for her. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would love to try to take the, the Connecticut side. 
Um, just because I feel like they've strongly outplayed the Aces through the two games. I think the Aces were really, really lucky to to win game two. I, I thought the Sun, you know, they, they, they were right there again after already taking game one. Obviously, you're talking about the injury. And the way you broke it down, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, Mom Premier... Mom Premier... It's hard to say said, her name. <laughs> um, she's she's going to be outstanding. You know, obviously, she got 20 minutes. And um, she's a rookie. She's a rookie, and she also, I mean, she brings a, just some, I mean, some energy, you know, three blocks, nine rebounds um, in, in 20 minutes, and she she also had six fouls, um, but on her bench, her bench minutes, uh, I'm sorry, her plus minus in the last game was plus five, and, and I'm not surprised, you know, there was only, she actually led the team, there was only two players with a, uh, a plus, plus minus, and that was Essence Carson, who's known for her defense, and then Mon Premier, so at plus five. So she's definitely looking at a few more minutes, and, I mean, she's likely only going to do better. Um, so I, I think they have a chance, but at the same time, I just feel like knowing that Alyssa Thomas isn't going to be playing because I just don't think she's going to play. Okay. Then that's even more pressure um, and more that's going to be on Dewana Bonner's shoulders. And I just don't think she's going to have a very efficient game. Plus... I mean, she played 40 minutes in the last game. Think about that. Yeah, that's tough. She already knows going into this game, she's gonna have to, if they're going to win and have their best chance to win, she's going to have to play another 40 minutes. At some point, she's going to break down. And when you get tired, then you're more likely to settle for outside shots. Of her 26 field goal attempts in Game 2, 12 of them were three-pointers. I just don't see her being that efficient, and I think the Aces are going to put forward a strong performance. Um, I actually really like the Aces in Game 3. Okay, well, I lean more towards that side as well. I feel like Connecticut is going to do all that they can to hang on and like be it close, and I feel like that'll mainly come on the defensive side because they're more of a defensive-rounded team, in my opinion. Um, I know that somebody like Brianne January, she had 20 points in the last game, which is... It's kind of unusual for her because she's more of a pass-first point guard, and I feel like they really needed those 20 points. Um, I don't think that'll be happening again. What do you think, Pops, when it comes to that? I think you're the player person. You really know (laughs) what you're talking about. Um, I'm going to just let you ride with your thoughts, Tati. Okay. Man, and hey, that, that, that notebook you have there. That's some darn good-looking writing right oh, there. Oh, thank those are, you. Those are like perfect box scores. Yeah, well, I hate it because I smeared it all over. There's nothing worse. Do you <laughs> want to tell everyone with having a little sister what it's like when you take pride in your your handwriting and your work, and then all of a sudden there's this there's water on it. On there. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Cause then it like bleeds through all the paper, and you do all the work, and then you can barely see it. You either have water droplets all over it, or like chocolate milk or something um but that's the worst feeling like ever and then okay i didn't say anything on las vegas' side so asia wilson is 12,300 actually wait hang on i forgot to say this before i go to the vegas side i know that jasmine thomas in the game one had 31 points i said oh wait no i knew that she would would be over Rome, and she wasn't going to do much in the next game. She had 10 points and 4 assists. 
I feel like today she'll be kind of in the middle. I feel like she's going to have to do a lot for them in order to win the game. She is 7,200, and I can see quite a few people on DraftKings taking her today. So, in my opinion, I can see her being overwhelmed. Okay. And, okay, going on to Las Vegas now. As I was saying, Asia Wilson is 12,300. So, in Game 1, she had 19 points and 9 boards. And in Game 2, she had 29 points and 7 boards. So, pretty well-rounded. I know that she was the M- she is the MVP of this season. Um, I think that, I don't know, with Alyssa Thomas out, because Alyssa Thomas is I, questionable. I don't know if she's out for sure. But with if she doesn't play, that's going to be a really tough match uh, matchup for one of the other bigs. And I could even that you could even put Daywana Bonner on her because she's got some height to her. Um, so I could see Asia Wilson dominating this game. I'm just not sure because twelve thousand three hundred's a lot. She's going to have to dominate for you to get back the necessary value off of twelve three. Yeah, that's it's that's a ton. <laughs> um. Who's more likely to lose? The Aces or the Storm? Who's more likely to lose tonight? Um, Storm. Just you believe more in the Lynx than you do the Sun without Alyssa Thomas? Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Um, and then there's, okay, this is what I've always been talking about, that big drop in between. A.J. Wilson, 12,300. Then you go to the next player down, Dierka Hamby, who's 8,600. So you've got another, like, $4,000 drop there, and I don't like those at all. Um, Speaking of Dierka Hamby, I feel like this is the... um, I could see her playing pretty well today, too, because she had their other big guarding her besides Asia... um, Besides... Alyssa Thomas guarding um, Asia Wilson, and with her being out, that means like even somebody like Beatrice Montpremier guarding Asia Wilson, and then you have who is it like Teresa Playsons even guarding Jerica Hamby. So I could see her playing well as well. Pops, what do you think from the guard side of things when it comes to Las Vegas, right? Because Jackie Young has been pretty consist consistent. She's 7,500, but then you have, like, Kayla McBride and Danielle Robinson, which, yeah, they they do score, a, like, a decent amount of points, but, like, they're never in the high. Um, Honestly, I had high hopes for Kayla McBride going into this season. Me too. I'm always a huge fan of her. And I don't feel like she's delivered. Um, I, I've always been a fan of Danielle Robinson. I know you know that. <laughs> um... But I just don't think her role, she it's a totally different role for her uh, this year with, you know, it's just it's just different. So so for me, honestly, I don't understand why Jackie Young isn't getting a little bit more playing time. I, I think she's deserving of that. I think she's had a strong season. I mean, even in her last game, right? I mean, she went for eight, five, and five, two steals. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. And in game one, she had 17 points and five rebounds. That's what I mean. She's been pretty consistent being a guard on Las Vegas. Who's the better defender, do you know, between Jackie Young and Danielle Robinson? It would be Danielle Robinson. Okay, so see, everyone has a role. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think Angel Magotri, I think she's kind of uh, made things a little bit different 
uh, for a few few of these players. Jack Young, honestly, is one of those. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, Kayla McBride, I mean, it's funny because I'm kind of ragging on her, but yet she had a team high plus 13 in, <laughs> in her plus minus numbers. Um, and she does a lot of the little things that aren't in box scores additionally. Um, so, I mean, I think her minutes are solidified. I just think, and honestly, I'm really looking at the Danielle Robinson and Jackie Young situation. Um, and I, I just feel like, you know, I'm not surprised that Coach Bill Beer is going with the veteran. Um, just by the way he used to play as a defensive-minded coach, play, player in the bad boys era of the Detroit Pistons. Um, but at the same time, I mean... I don't know. I, I feel Jackie like Young's been be stepping starting. up. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, pops. So, um, I don't have anything else to say on the WNBA. Do you? No, no I'm good. Okay. Let's, let's move over to the NBA. Well, I already spoke on that. Oh, you did? I did. What, what'd you take, Lakers or Nuggets? Um, I said the Nuggets would win one more game, but I'm gonna take the Lakers in this game. Okay, so yeah, I, I could see that. I, I said it'll go six games. I like the Lakers too. You know, they're a six and a half point favorite. Um, you know, we could argue, even though they're up 2 1, that if, if Anthony Davis doesn't hit that Mamba shot, Nuggets are up 2 1, and we're in a completely different situation. Um, you know, Denver, man, they just, they just keep coming. I um, know. And here's what I'll say about the game I mean, yeah, I, I do like the Lakers in game three. Um, and I, I think their defensive effort steps up. I don't think they like seeing Denver get to 114 points. Um, but I'm going to say this. Okay, let's just take away Jokic and Murray. You can get all the opinions you want on these players all the time on any network TV show that you want. <laughs> let's take away LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who doesn't know how to rebound. And let's just take those two players out of the fold. You know what? I honestly, I feel like if you take both of, all four of those players out, and have the Lakers and Nuggets going against each other, uh-huh. I could honestly see Denver being the better team. Well, they are the better team if you take off those players. They are the better yeah. team. But here's what I'm going to say. Right now, the secondary players, the Denver's getting more out of them. Like Paul Millsap, he had a terrible last series, but he but he had a plus, plus 11, plus minus, and he had eight rebounds. Plays good defense. Jeremy Grant was ridiculous in the last game. He was doing everything. Right? And, and that's the type of player he is. He doesn't even necessarily need the ball in his hand that much. When Jeremy Grant's shooting 12 free throws, you're in trouble. Okay? <laughs> um, Gary Harris is rounding into form, and he's a defensive guy. Again, another guy that doesn't need the ball. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. has actually been incredibly efficient. Uh, and Maurice Morris, I love him. I mean, he had 14 points. He's an unbelievable stabilizer off the bench. I love his game. He just always is doing the right thing. I believe in Coach Michael Malone quite a bit. Quite a bit. Going over to the Lakers size, I see, a, I see a lot of empty right. minutes right now going on for the Lakers, except for Rajon Rondo. He's been he's unbelievable. Been, yeah. Now he's been definitely the difference maker for the Lakers. Totally, totally. Uh, Danny Green. Anyone seen Danny Green? Oh my gosh! Anyone? No. That's why I don't, I like literally don't take anybody from the Lakers on the DraftKings side unless it's like the showdown one game. I think think Danny Green's missing his off the court fun that he's used to having. I don't know. I don't know. I I I feel like he had better, well, it's obvious he had better chemistry with the rappers, but I feel like he had, uh, 
I don't know. I felt like he was like I feel like it was totally different for him over at the Raptors now going over to the Lakers. Yeah. I just feel like I mean I know it's not going to happen, but why not? I mean, you you got Danny Green and Caldwell Pope both starting. I realize Green's in their first defense, but Caldwell I mean, Pope. Though. But I mean, I, I just feel like why not sub out either uh, sub Green out for either Rondo or Caruso? Why not just have a little bit of a change there? You know. Right because Rondo plays defense. Well, he plays incredible defense. And even Alex Caruso plays a decent amount of defense as well. I mean, I could just totally see them interchanging Green and um, KCP for uh, Rondo and Caruso. And Anthony Davis called Caruso the GOAT the other day. (laughs) Man, and then why not even just bench JaVale McGee from the starting lineup and then go small, either switch it out with Dwight Howard or even put in Kyle Kuzma. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why. You know, so I mean, I I feel like maybe we should switch it up a little bit, and and uh, that's man, how would how crazy would it be if we end up seeing a a nugget? It's even hard for me to even say it. A nugget Miami. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, that would just add on something even more crazy to the twenty twenty year. Right, right. And then the other news is, uh, I know uh, Commissioner Silver came out and said that. The NBA, the next NBA season would not be starting until into 2021. So that's oh, going to be interesting to see how they're able to. Because, uh, I mean, it's impossible. We're in the middle of September. We're at the end of September right now as we're doing this podcast. So to have them turn around and start in November, which is, you know, the end, very end of October, early November is the way it's always been. And oh, then, be tough. And then, you know, then there was talk about maybe Christmas Day. Um. Now we're into 21. So I mean, that's only a couple months away. It's gonna be happening fast. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what the actual date that they finally end up settling in on. Yeah, I feel like um the reason why I say oh man is because like the players that are in this playoff. So let's just say the Denver Nuggets. If they only have like two or three months of rest, that's gonna be tough for them, right? Because I feel like they've played like a million games in the playoffs so far. Yeah, they have. And so, like with them only getting that much rest, adding on different players, um, and then going on and just playing another eighty-two game season, I mean, that would be that's gonna be tough. We're for gonna some see of these a lot of injuries happen, unfortunately, kind of yeah. similar to what we're seeing right now in the NFL. Where, oh, I saw like there's a couple different players on like a single team. That's just yeah, actually a lot, and, and it's 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 where they didn't have a, a full training camp with preseason games, and they just went right into the regular season, tried to ramp up, going full speed, and you know their bodies have been accustomed to a certain way, and then it's changed, and now we're seeing the effects of that, and that's horrible, you know, because we're talking about players, not just injuries, we're talking about season injury, season ending injuries. That can end up changing them as athletes altogether. So it's just crazy right now. It is. I also said how um, first off it's Thursday, so there's Thursday night football, uh-huh. and then I didn't say this about the NFL, but I do know the the big talk is that on Monday, um, the Baltimore Ravens and the my mom's Kansas City Chiefs play against each other. And I know that Lamar Jackson, I know I don't know much about the NFL, but he is one of my favorite players to watch. And that was, wasn't it before they made it, like, to the playoffs and everything, Pops, that I started to like him? Yeah, no, you... you I did not jump on his bandwagon, I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. You didn't. 
So that's going to be an amazing game. I know your mom was incredibly quiet in the last game against the Chargers. And then, yeah, she did you know, not like that game. You're so excited over a couple of field goals there <laughs> that our boy Harrison Butker made. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, tonight's game, you got the, the Dolphins and the Jaguars, which is a far cry between the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um, and then you do have a college football game tonight. And I also said how the PGA Tour is going on, where one guy shot like 65 yesterday. Today, you mean? Yeah, because today's the first day. Oh, today's the first day? Yeah. Oh. The oh, I college football game of us. is uh, uh, UAB, Alabama, Birmingham against South Alabama. So an interstate rivalry. Um, that's an ESPN game at 1630 for those of you military uh, minded uh, time people. Outside of that, I know my part is done. Mine too. I appreciate you guys <laughs> all for listening and showing support to Tati. We hope that you guys are enjoying uh, some of the social media posts that have been put up by the girls. Uh, they're working really, really hard. And my goodness, their afternoon and evenings are just stacked. absolutely stacked full of practices and workouts and just all kinds of stuff. And um, But it's a lot of fun. Uh, they're only young once. This is their dream, so uh, my wife and I are doing everything we can to support them during their this time period for them to, to live their dreams and see what they do and try to make the most of it. Um, so again, I appreciate you guys supporting Tatiana and her younger sister, Olivia, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Tati, the floor is yours. Well, happy Thursday for everybody listening in still. Um, thank you all for tuning in today. I know that we haven't been doing as many podcasts as we usually are. I know that I'll be doing all that I can to be doing podcasts on the days that there's WNBA games. Like Pops and I said, we're super busy right now. So we'll set a time schedule for you guys and let you all, let you guys know in one of the next couple podcasts. So again, thank you all for tuning in. And that wraps up episode 38 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.